Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I love this song, and it's so appropriate for what we are about to talk about. During recent Pride Months, retail giants have increasingly shown their support for the LGBTQIAP community. However, that's some... That's some under heavy amounts of scrutiny this year. Companies including Disney, Anheuser-Busch, Target, Starbucks, and more are facing backlash from customers upset over this kind of allyship. I'm not sure what they mean by allyship or relationship. Sorry, that that was supposed to say allyship. Thank you, allyship. So are companies supposed to discontinue marketing to this marginalized group? To talk about the back and forth of it all, we've invited Brandography CEO Jason Daly on the program, and he joins us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Welcome, Jason. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I am so stunned um, every year that this topic keeps coming up, and there are groups of people who want to destroy the idea of LGBTQA. They want to get rid of it. Like, no one be called it, no one dress like that, no one do it, no more parties, no more nothing. Surely we can go back in history and see that it's nothing that's going to go away because these people are doing this because that's who they are. Tell me why we are still in this mess today, and now they're going after bigger corporations like, you know, the, the big ones, <laughs> really big. Yeah. And they're saying to them, oh, my gosh, we better be careful because if they do this, we're going to have to make sure that we are prepared. What does prepared mean to you? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, and I don't want to speak for them. And I, I, we're fortunate to be able to uh, evaluate these situations with hindsight. Uh, but when they say prepared, I think they're going I think what what I'm hearing is people are becoming a little more cautious and there's a little more trepidatious uh trepidatiousness so to speak um and I think I I I think that you know with any change it's going to hurt you know it's going to be uncomfortable and it is very interesting to see uh the effects that have been had on these large large companies this is this is something I think that is really, really unique, things that we haven't, haven't seen before. And, you know, I, I hope that what they, what they do moving forward is they, they think, think things through, they, they come up with a plan, but they don't back down. You know, I think it's important to, um, to continue to uh, speak to all of your audiences and speak to them in a, in a positive and, a, and affirming and inclusive way. So right. I think prepared 
is just kind of showing that they're realizing and understanding, whoa, the masses can take down take down a large company like like you know AB InBev or not take them down, but really hurt their top line and bottom line. So I think that's what we're seeing with people being more prepared is saying, whoa, uh, there's a lot of power out there. I want to make sure I heard you correctly. Did you say AmBev? Uh, AB InBev, Anheuser-Busch. Yes, uh, yes, about, I know that company. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, my family, we are singers, and we went to Brazil uh, to an mm-hmm. AmBev event to sing. And I am telling you, I realized that day how important brand is. <laughs> okay? Your brand is everything. So tell yeah, me a little bit about brandography and what you do exactly. Yeah, thanks. So we are a digital marketing firm located in uh, in the Twin Cities. Uh, we have... Um, we have a full creative department. We have a full digital marketing department and a full um, software and web development department. So we help businesses. We help them with outreach. We help them with uh, marketing campaigns, with branding, with brand positioning uh, on a strategic level and in addition to on the execution. Wow, incredible what you do. And I think it makes us better. All of us that are doing different things on different uh, media, media like social media, that thing, it's amazing how it changes how you think about branding yourself. So with the LGBTQIA community, branding, is it the way you branded uh, your company? Is it different from the way that we have been branding before? You know, that's a good question. So my company is, uh, you know, not as good of an analog as the work that we do for other companies because our, our company is a business-to-business company. We don't have the same reach as others. But when we're branding other companies, um, there is absolutely considerations now that, that perhaps weren't made, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And it's, it's, it's ex- inclusivity. It's, you know, looking at looking at things such as accessibility, things that that we haven't looked at before, you know, whether it's the colors we're using, the way we're speaking, how we're positioning ourselves, um, the words we use and don't use, they've really changed over the last couple of decades. And, uh, and I think we're going to continue to see a lot more of that. Well, here's the challenge. Brandography, um, obviously, if we change, it's going to make a huge difference around the country and around the world. If we're going to say, I mean, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen with this, but it scares me because it makes me think the LGBTQIA community is being pushed away. They're being, um, we don't want to see you. We don't want to hear you. It's a slow pushing, but you and I both know it can get there. It it can get there. It will get there. It will get there. But change is uncomfortable, right? When you're, when you're, when you're pushing and, you know, and when it's worthwhile, um, you're going to put people out of their comfort zone. It's going to be uncomfortable and there's going to be wildly varying opinions. We're going to get there. It's just going to be uncomfortable for, for a while. But well, how um, long is a I while? Excuse me for interrupting, <laughs> but how long is a while? Yeah. Really? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. I think if we were to compare to, you know, the, the advertising and the language and branding and positioning of 10 years ago, I'd say we, we have made uh, steps, substantial steps. Um, I think we're going to continue. I think the next decade is going to have a, a similar velocity or more uh, than the last decade. And I think, I think we're just going to, um, I think we're just going to see a lot more of it. I think what we're going to see though, is we're going to see it kind of come in waves. And I think right now we're kind of, um, kind of on, on the, 
the kind of on, on the other side of the wave. I think we're going to see, you know, um, momentum pick up and companies are going to, you know, feel out their branding, you know, their statements, their advertising, their marketing. And I think we're going to see them be a little more cautious for maybe a few months. But I think we're going to get right back into pushing more aggressively uh, like we had been. When you say just a little, what do you mean by the percentage there? You know, tough to tough to gauge as a percentage, but we look at Anheuser-Busch or AB InBev, the, and we mm-hmm. look at the billions that they're losing. Other companies are seeing that, and they're getting scared. And I think what's happening is people are pausing on more, more you know, new campaigns, and they're just kind of learning uh, before they come back out and and. Uh, I think they've just there's just been a little more caution. I would say we're going to see we're going to see more campaigns, um, you know, just towards the end of summer. I think everybody is just a lot of companies just just hit the pause button to see what happened with companies like Target or Anheuser Busch, as you um, you and I were just talking about there. So basically, they're all scared. They're all worried about what's going to happen to the bottom line. Of course, that's what. That's what America is all about, the bottom line. And if that's the case, and a lot of energy is going to go into reversing certain things, just with words, just, you know, words are Mm -hmm. powerful, right? Words Mm -hmm. can kill you, period. So I'm very concerned about what is the LGBTQ community actually understanding about this change? Because this is a gigantic change. We don't even know if the change is the change that they need or want. It's a really, really good point. That's a really good point. And the question is, how is it, how is that measured and how can that, how can that be measured? Right. To make right. sure it Show is me the, right the metrics. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. And that, that's a really, really good question. I think one metric that we've learned as of late is, um, is that there's a lot of power, right? There's a lot of power by the masses and, you know, d- d- boycotts or, you know, expressing of opinions. Um, wow. Is it working? Right. I mean, it's, it, it is very impactful. So I don't think, I don't think we're going to see um, as much. I, you know, you had mentioned, you know, all the companies are scared. I don't know if all of them are. I think, I think some, companies, uh, some companies are very scared. And I think some of them see this as an opportunity. Their, their you know, mindsets, their hearts are, you know, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. And we're going to go forward. And um, and that, that's who we're going to be. And we're not going to backpedal. And I think I think that's a key too. backpedaling is very, very dangerous from a branding perspective. And when you find yourself in a position and, you know, you, you know, you wanted to well, look at look at AB and Anheuser-Busch at Bud Light. You know, when a decision was made, um, you know, pushing through is oftentimes the right decision. Backtracking and backpedaling. Uh, can be a very, very devastating thing to a brand. Well, we know that it's all about the bottom line. It's always about the bottom line in this country. And it's frustrating because they've been through so much. This particular community across mm-hmm. the globe has been subjected to absolute pain, right? To the point where they don't even know who they yeah. belong to. The parents have put them out. They don't sure. want anything to do with them, right? Yet we have, you know, Jeffrey Epstein, forgive me for bringing up the name. But Jeffrey Epstein did all of this sinning, I call it sinning, <laughs> you know, and, and what he did with children. And did anybody start, you know, going after him? No. 
the the government had to go after him you know the 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 lawyers had to go after him and prove sure. what we knew was true so why is it that they keep going after the lgbtqia why do they keep going after the community if you're going to build us up right cuz i have some in my family if it's going to build sure. them up great let them stand strong but it's like we we keep tapping and bringing them down and bringing them down again 10 years ago i'm bringing them down again so when it comes to your company, do you say to yourself at the beginning of January or the end of December of the year and say, okay, we are going to focus on the LGBTQIA community and we're going to make sure that we have the brand clear on wh- who they are and what they're doing and that you support them in that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think the companies that we represent and that we work with, I, I think – most of the ones that we talk to that are that are that are open and sharing, and when you kind of get them in the comfort zone where they share and say, well, they say, well, this is who we really are, and this is who we want to be, and we want to be able to say this, and we want to be able to say this out loud, you know. But we're but we're nervous, right? We're nervous. We're just scared, you know. And, and I think part of it is, well, let's come up with a plan. Let's decide what we want to say. Let's be comfortable with it. Let's let's explore some options. And let's say things. Let's say things in a way that that you're comfortable with, that aligns with your brand. Um, and then let's do it again. Then let's do it again. And then let's do it again. I think we are still pushing in the right direction, and mm-hmm. I think we're going to continue. I think we're going to do it a little bit faster. I think it's just going to be a little more, um, a little more methodical. I think companies are just going to be a little guarded because of of what is possible if if companies get their messaging and branding wrong. I'm so honored to speak with you, Jason. You are the CEO of Brandography. And to know that you are already looking forward, that makes me happy. But please, I ask you and beg you, even though I don't know you at all, it has been a pleasure to talk with you tonight. But please don't let it go. These are people, human beings. And it just breaks my heart of what, what others are saying. So thank you for considering each time, every year, every time you have to do your budgets and whom you're considering to really offer from your company, Brandography. Thank you for that. And I will be watching. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I don't know about those that are in your family, those that are listening that may have someone in their family that is gay and they have had a terrible time trying to deal with it. Uh, those that are trans, there are 11-year-olds and 10-year-olds and 8-year-olds that are saying, please, Mommy, let me be a boy. I don't want to be a girl. Why am I a girl? All of these pangs us. So what are we going to do about it? That's the big question. And I am not sure about it. I am not sure about it at all. All I know, am I scared for my family? Am I scared for the people that I love? who happen to be LGBTQIA? Am I? I am very concerned, and I do not understand for the life of me why there are people going after one group of people. You don't like them because they're Hispanics. You don't like them because they're black. You don't want them around because it's LGBTQIA. I don't want my children to see it. What if your children is one of them? And if there's nothing else that we can absolutely do, The one thing I do know we can do is love them. Love your family. Now, if they're going out doing crazy things like raping and doing just terrible things and the family can't handle it, try to find a way 
to handle your family. We have to. If you love them, you have to. Think of them as your neighbors, the people at your church, instead of them trying to clean themselves up and look a different way and so nobody will think that they're LGBTQIA. How about you just open your hand and your arms and say, you know, honey, I love you. You came from me. I love you. Try that. We'll be back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, I love this song. Your lipstick stain. On the front lobe of my side brain. I love it. Love it. Thank you, Jonathan. Welcome back, everyone. As we wrap up this hour, (laughs) almost, it's really quite remarkable. It's quite remarkable why we keep going back and forth with our loved ones. If they are gay, they are gay. They are gay. It's not something you choose. It is not something you choose. It is who you are. And I don't understand parents walking away from their children saying that is not my child and I disown you. But as they age, your family members that are gay, as they age, it is obvious. And no one should ever have to hide who they are. We've seen enough of that over the hundreds of years. We see it in the history books. We see it in actors from the 1930s and 40s, 50s, that didn't want anyone to know. I thought we were out of that. But we're not, are we, Jonathan? We're not. No, and it's. I think it's going to take a really long time for us to get past it or to accept it. As a society, I think it's already done. It's it's been we've had this understanding. We know what this is. And it got to the point where we were actually parents were actually talking to their children, their gay children and saying, I love you again. There was a time that happened. 
Well, <laughs> I, I think that, I think that there's there are people out there that they just don't for whatever reason they don't accept it in their heart and their mind, and so it's always going to be a struggle. And I don't know if you can ever get everybody on board, but it's always going to be a struggle to get the vast majority of people on board. Not if it's your loved ones that are in the hospital dying. Well, right. It, you know, it, somebody that you love, and then you say, "Oh, well, you know, I really, he, he can just stay there, or she can just stay there, and, and I don't have to come visit them or anything." The, you know, the nurses and doctors will take care of it. Hey, about did you know, d- nurses and doctors? There are some of those that are LGBTQIA as well. Did you know? Are you okay with them touching your child, your loved one? Are you okay with them doing the surgeries on you? I don't understand it, and I don't think I ever will. I'm just grateful that I have the sense and the love, enough love, enough acceptance in me. That's what I'm grateful for. It's time to do the weather. We'll be back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited for my next guest, and I hope you'll stick and stay with us. Of course, Center Stage is coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, and I really hope that you'll get a chance to see who is doing what when it comes to the arts and entertainment industry. Well, my next guest is David Brown, environmental research scientist, meteorologist with the Minnesota Pollution Control. And it's really quite amazing that summer is the time of the year that a lot of people look forward to. I know I do. So they can get out of get outside and enjoy all the Minnesota has to offer. But we've had a lot of a lot of rain as well. Now this summer is a bit different. Uh, poor air quality is a big deal across the state, and for large pockets of time, have dominated the headlines for weeks. I don't know anyone that's not talking about that. If I'm on the phone with somebody, we've already talked about it. So what's causing all of this bad air to stick around? Well, we're going to find out from David Brown again. He is joining us on the. John Schuster, Caldwell Banker Hotline. How are you, sir? Good. Thank you for having me. You are an environmental research scientist and meteorologist as well with the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency. Tell us what that job really means to you and what does it does what does it do for us? My job at the MPCA um, is to work with a team of meteorologists to do daily air quality forecasts for both fine particles and ground level ozone. So we issue these, we create these forecasts every day, um, trying to get an idea of the air quality a few days out so that people can uh, plan their days accordingly. And then when we see um, air quality potentially exceeding the orange or unhealthy for sensitive groups category, we will issue air quality alerts to get the word out for people to take the necessary precautions to protect their health. I am grateful for that. Um, I'm curious because we have family members that, you know, must be on oxygen and that sort of thing. And people think, oh, I'll just take my oxygen outside, even though the air quality is bad. But I wonder if that is true. Shouldn't they stay inside when, when we get those alerts? 
The the best thing that people can do, especially those that are um, particularly sensitive to air pollution, is to to stay indoors and to uh, limit their physical exertion, limit their exercise and the amount of time that their heart rate and breathing gets up. So how is it that this air, this terrible air, is allowed to sit and stay where it is? It just kind of falls on us, but we can't, is there anything we can do about it? Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, the the weather can bring down uh, the smoke from the Canadian wildfires. Typically, the, the smoke will arrive behind cold fronts where um, the winds are from the north, bringing that down from Canada. And then that um, smoke can stick around a while. It can also make it pretty far south into the U.S. And so that when once the winds do change, uh, it takes a little bit of time for that that smoky air to leave the area, too. And that's kind of why it lingers for so long that is so dangerous correct it's very dangerous yeah we've seen uh smoke levels this summer that have reached the red aqi level which is considered unhealthy for everyone and that means that everyone even healthy individuals can experience some symptoms and then those that are um, particularly sensitive to air pollution like people with pre-existing respiratory and heart conditions as well as children and the elderly can experience some more significant uh, symptoms. Yeah, and those symptoms, um, we've talked about that here on WCCO Radio uh, recently because we know that there are so many that are elderly and have a real problem with this, yet it, it is consistently happening. The water, I'm sorry, the the air is not clean. The smoke just kind of falls down as things get hazy, and they get worried. Some people won't even go outside when it's okay to go outside because they're worried that all the bad air is not it's not the smoke is not gone. Some of it is lasting so much longer than I remember when I lived in Los Angeles. There were fires all the time, and um, now you don't hear about as much um, of that or how bad it is for people sitting outside. But boy, the information has grown, and we are getting the information we need. But are we listening? And if we don't listen, what happens? Sure. Yeah. Um... The people most at risk are those that have existing respiratory and heart conditions. And so when, when the smoke gets really heavy, particularly when it gets in the red or even purple AQI category, you know, those with um, asthma or heart conditions can suffer some um, pretty significant health impacts. And we're talking about things like um, asthma for those, um, uh, or, you know, increased asthma attacks for those with asthma um, increased risk for things like stroke or heart attack for people with heart conditions. Mm. Well, I have to tell you, um, I'm one of them, and I can, I'm very concerned about it. Um, I'm concerned about family members. And it's not just the adults. Is it also affecting children, small children, playing outside? Um, children are, yes, children are particularly at risk just because they, um, children breathe more air in per pound of body weight. So they... Um, they're taking in more of the air uh, when they breathe, and so they can be particularly impacted. And how would we know that they've been impacted? Do you know that? Um, typically with children and with, and with anyone experiencing symptoms, it, it's usually like shortness of breath, um, increased re- respiratory symptoms like increased asthma, uh, signs of asthma, things like that. There are so many in the community that I'm living in, and I'm just wondering, what can I do to help? 
What can others in the neighborhood do to help those that are suffering with this air quality? Some of them, it comes through different ways. Like if you have a, a window air conditioner, right, uh, would the, the bad air be able to get through that and come into the house? Yeah, unfortunately, um, indoor air quality can suffer at the same time as outdoor air quality, especially in wildfire smoke events. Uh, it, it really takes a, a really good, high-quality um, air filter in, a, in an air conditioning system to filter some of that out. Um, things like HEPA filters and high-rated um, uh, furnace filters are really what's needed. Um, so a lot of the times, you know, the typical house isn't really well protected. Um, I think the best thing that people can do is to try and uh, do a little bit of research and find places that offer what they're what are called clean spaces. And so um, uh, could be businesses or um, public facilities like libraries. Um, some of those provide, um, you know, a, a more clean space for people to um, get respite from the smoke. Right. And that's a blessing. That is truly a great thing to hear. My final question, question is, when can we expect, especially when it comes to the smoke, it's almost like you can see it coming at times, depending on what the our air is. It, it feels like I can see this ugly, you know, cloud coming towards the cities when I'm on the highway. And I wonder, is that possible for me to actually know what I'm looking at when that, with that? Because it looks like smoke. Does that ever happen? <laughs> Am I wrong? Well, the the visibility or you know how far you can see off in the distance is pretty pretty well related to how high the the fine particle levels are, especially when the when the levels are really bad and the visibility is really low. Um, but there are times when when the skies can be generally just a little bit hazy, and that doesn't necessarily mean that the fine particle levels are are unhealthy. So. Um, like this weekend, for instance, there's, you know, across the Twin Cities, it's been a little bit of, of haziness still lingering, but the air quality in, in the Twin Cities, at least this weekend, was in the moderate category. So uh, generally in the summertime, you know, the air can, can always look a little bit hazy. Uh, when it starts to get really, really thick, that's definitely a, a good sign that there's um, some wildfire smoke. And, and when wildfire smoke levels get high, it's also possible to smell the smoke as well. Um, wildfire smoke smells a little bit different than a campfire because there are a lot of compounds in the smoke that go through chemical changes as the smoke plume travels into the U.S. And it can give the smoke kind of a, a rubber or kind of burnt plastic smell. It's not very pleasant at all. So that's another indicator that there's you know wildfire smoke in the air. So you know how this works. You've seen it. Um, you know what is coming. Um, I'm just curious to know if there are enough people around the country that can get the word out. I'm sure that it, you have the technology to do it, but getting the word out is ever-changing. We keep hearing about our weather, about the smoke in these different places like L.A. and other places. We hear about it. We even see it on television, but we don't know when it will end. Do you ever know when it will end? I mean, it, it's hard to say in the short term when when the Canadian wildfires are going to die down. It, it looks to be something that could continue um, well through the summer and, and into the fall. And it's kind of obvious to say, well, the fires will probably die down once fall arrives and temperatures start cooling down. But that's probably most likely when we'll finally get some relief. It, it There's nothing that suggests that these fires are going to uh, – 
are going to end any any time before you know the changing of the seasons. And my last question is the animals. You know, we have pets and uh, people that really love their pets. They are out walking every day, and we can see the haze. Is that something to be concerned about if you're walking a dog without a mask on, or is that healthy? Um, yeah, it, uh, air, air pollution can affect pets as well, and we we would um, kind of recommend the same things that we'd recommend for people if if we're um, recommending that people stay indoors during a, a an air pollution episode, then that's probably the best to, to keep pets indoors as well, as wow. much as possible. Incredible. We've seen a lot when it comes to the weather this year, but this that we keep seeing daily, getting these alerts, wow, I, I'm learning so much. So thank you so much, David Brown, for joining us tonight. And I hope to have you back um, because there are other questions that so many of our listeners uh, may want to ask. And so I'll collect those just in case you and I get a chance to talk again. I thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate the time. All right. Thank you for having Take me. Care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, that was David Brown, environmental research scientist, meteorologist, um, Minnesota Pollution Control Agency. That's where he works. And so that's a really big thing, a big deal for us. Because I, get, I go, Jonathan, and every morning I wake up and open up the shades, and I'm always looking up to see, okay, is it going to be cloudy? I can read it, but I want to see what those clouds look like, right, when it comes to the smoke from fire. What does that look like? And I still don't quite understand it. I think I'd have to go to meteorology school to get that. But what do you say? Are you there, Jonathan? I don't think he's there right now. Well, let's just make this very clear. If you want to join us tonight... And actually write in. We have about we have about nine minutes. If you want to write in, send a text um, or call us at 651-461-9226. You are welcome to do so because um, I'm not quite sure. Um, okay, we're going to have to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back, everyone. I'm sure some of you are really thinking about that last interview and what it really means to each of us, right? At least that's what I'm thinking. And, of course, Jonathan Lowe, our in-studio producer, he is a trained meteorologist. So I'm curious to know um, what do you think about what he said today about the smoke and how dangerous it is? Well, this is something that has been really ramping up over the last, I would say, 15, 20, 25 years at the very least where we've become much more aware about fires, long, you know, natural fires, forest fires, um, these, these wildfires that get out of hand and can really cloud the skies, no pun intended, I guess, but cloud the skies and haze the skies over with all of these pollutants in the air and make it really difficult for people that have breathing conditions, as you you said, you do, I do as well. And just to give you a quick story, so before I lived out here, I lived out in Washington State. You know, people that have listened to this station for a while know that. And I lived in eastern Washington, and we lived in this area that was basically a bowl. You had mountainous regions to the east, you had mountainous regions to the south, you had mountainous regions to the west, and we lived in a river basin. When you got air that came over maybe from wildfires or just still air that just sat in an area for a while, that air became somewhat, if not very toxic, and it became horrible to breathe in. 
And I think that's and, what I'm concerned about, uh, Jonathan. You know, all of these train derails, right? Um, and you see all of this smoke going up, this black, black smoke going up. It's terrifying. And I keep asking myself, what, where does all that go? And who's being adversely affected by it? Well, just, just, just think about this real quick. You talked about a little bit in, in the interview, talked about living out in Los Angeles. Or earlier today, you talked about right. living out in Los Angeles. Right. And you remember what Los Angeles was like, especially in the 70s and 80s. Oh, my God. It was orange. When you were in the plane, you saw orange and black colors and brown colors. Yes. It was terrible. And, it and, was terrible. And what's happened is over time, we've, we've gotten more uh, – what's the word? We've gotten smarter about transmissions, about how we burn things or, or how we get energy. And how right. we create energy. And that right. has helped the situation. And yeah. so... But the th- skies, the earth is talking to us. Yeah, it, they are. They are. And, <laughs> and I don't know what as much to do about the wildfire situation, but something has to be done. Something has to be helped. I'm just grateful that David Brown is working with the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency. So there you go. All right, everyone. It's been a pleasure being with you. Thank you so much for sticking and staying with Steel Talking. I look forward to the next hour. Stay tuned. It's center stage. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.